0: Have you you seen him at 6 a.m. on the coffee mornings? He's bouncing around his flat at 6 a.m. No wonder we day strange high starts at 100 mile an hour. Nate, I ain't putting Whoop on now. I'd be like, dude, you're on death door. You've had two hours sleep (laughs) last night. Don't train. Don't do anything. Go back to bed. And I'd be like, I
1: can't. As women, we're always kind of, there's this like underlying thing that we shouldn't actually be eating enough to put on weight. We should actually be trying to kind of constantly lose weight. So it was it was really challenging to actually know that I was kind of forcing extra calories down myself to gain weight.
2: Good afternoon, guys. Welcome back to the World Class Basics Podcast. It's me, Tom Lowe, and I'm joined by Liam, Mr. PH Nutrition Holmes, Mr. Wade himself, Adam French, And we have our first guest. I'm very excited to introduce Chloe Salter as well. Say hello, guys.
0: Hey, Chloe, what's happening?
1: Woo, this is so exciting.
0: We have finally made a guest appearance, finally. (laughs) Um, Guys, it's it's an absolute pleasure. We got our first
2: guest. Chloe, thank you so much for joining us. Liam, I would just like you to intro Chloe, you know her very well. Um, And then after that, I'm gonna ask her some questions.
0: Oh, great stuff. Yeah, so um, we have Coach Chloe. She's joined the PH Nutrition team recently. she is a precision nutrition qualified coach um she's also a crossfit coach based out of crossfit shapesmiths uh, in london and she pts there as well Does a bit of online um coaching and nutrition so chloe just give us a really really quick overview of your nutrition fitness journey kind of where you started and how you ended up over in london because so you've been here there and everywhere is that correct
1: um, yeah, so I actually um, used to be super overweight when I was younger. I was 97 kilos at my heaviest and I ended up losing a lot of weight in one go and realized how important it is to be, to have a good diet and all the nutrition. You know, I used to exercise loads. you spent hours on the cross trainer trying to lose weight and it obviously never happened um so then i ended up finding crossfit after i lost weight and realizing that it's not just important to you know be skinny or whatever like you know you what girls want to be but like eating to actually perform in the gym and looking after your body and stuff so i ended up doing crossfit i started at dragon in cardiff and then i ended up moving to the middle east um and then spent three years there i was working in QA and abu dhabi which was awesome uh, they love their crossfit out there um worked with lots of women who obviously had you know the same kind of issues I used to have with my weight helped a lot of women out there and then came back here this year and ended up in London so currently loving being in London it's so nice to be back in the UK and Shapes is an amazing gym I love working there lots of cool people to work with and yeah and then obviously met Liam through Shapes and uh now working on my nutrition and just loving it Absolutely
0: crushing it. Yeah. And uh, one of the topics, we're to, obviously the main topic we're going to talk about today is Chloe has been doing a lean gains study. Um So, you know, really kind of tracking calories, macros, but setting her diet and training up to uh, really, really kind of try and put on a bit of muscle mass and, and support her performance. So we're going to dive into that. Um, but first, I'm going to pass you back over to our, our host, Mr. Tom Lowe. Yeah. Yeah, you know,
2: because that, obviously that is really important, but to be honest, these 10 questions i got here, they're the most important. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they are. Chloe, if you don't answer them within 10 seconds, I'm moving on, okay? So oh God, okay. pressure's on. we got 10 to get through. Okay. Right. Uh, ready? Last meal on earth, what would it be?
1: Pancakes, bacon, and maple syrup. Oh, oh, straight Ooh, in
0: there! Straight uh, in. That's 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 top, that's strong.
2: <laughs> number two. Do you like Marmite? No, uh, no.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> You've either just got some fans or you lost them. Uh, number three. <laughs> snatch or clean and jerk?
1: Snatch.
2: That wow. Okay. I think you're probably in like one percent. You say that. Um, number four. <laughs> Bar muscle-up, ring muscle-up, or toast the bar? Bar muscle-up. Nice. Okay, number five. Favourite song? Um. Oh, Barcelona by Ed
1: Sheeran. Oh, of nice. Okay, there nice. we go.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, favourite film? Big question. Oh, Role Models. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
2: a good
1: oh, classic. Right. <laughs> this nice.
2: might take me a while to, to say number seven. Um. I hope everyone gets me here, but this is a big thing for me. Uh, do you eat the Kit Kat finger? you snap it like one by one, or do you are you just a savage? Who just bite the top off, you know, all four at once.
1: Um, I actually, you know, the little like ridge of chocolate around the outside—that's so like the <laughs> extra bit. I actually like nibble that off and then break it in half and then eat. That. <laughs> there we go yes, answer. special answer number that three.
0: That, that is it. That's <laughs> it.
2: Because I put I put it in brackets for the
1: question. Do you bite the
2: whole thing in brackets like a psychopath? But that is like, that's like a serial killer psychopath. That's great. Mm. That's <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> I'll keep this far as evidence in the future. <laughs> <off. Yeah. laughs> is she um, a psychopath? Yes, she is. We've got it evidence.
2: <laughs> I, I don't mind. I, I don't End dollars <laughs> Number eight. Um, how many sugars in tea? In a cup of tea?
1: Zero. Yes.
2: Great answer. Proper. Um, number nine. Favourite CrossFit athlete? Oh, Patrick there,
3: because he's so cute. Assume, uh, there we it? go. Yeah, he is
2: really cute. Hey, so he was down a wit um before lockdown. It was hilarious. He was literally doing his training and then mid-sets, he was studying for his I, I forgot what exam he was trying to pass. He literally would put down his barbell and he would go down, book out, and he would start studying. And we I interrupted, but I just it just blew my mind that he could be so
0: laser focused in both. This is mate, he's I, I, I was, mate, I was there. He was studying for an osteopathic. I think he's trained to be an yeah. osteopath or chiropractor. He was training for. He had an exam the next day.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable! Um, and then last one, Paul. This is probably the most important one. When you go to brush your teeth, do you wet the tooth do you wet the toothbrush first, then the toothpaste, or do you put the toothpaste on and then wet wet it all? Toothpaste then
1: wet.
2: Yeah. 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 She's brought it yeah, back. Do, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I've had
2: many arguments about that before. You know. Okay. Have you ever had
0: someone who does both? What do you mean? Uh, like wet the, the tooth, book? wet the wet the toothbrush, put the toothpaste on, then wet it again. That's why we got a water shortage. What
2: the hell is that about?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying, mate. If you've had a lot of arguments, uh, that I will get into an argument if someone did that, I'd be like, "There's no point. What are you doing?" That's a madness. No. That's
2: <laughs> madness. Well, I'm not gonna lie. You've passed with flying colours there. That was that was that was fantastic. There you go, there you
0: go. First ever
3: Q and A done. Um,
2: okay. I suppose we should get on to the serious stuff. Um, so let's dive into your journey and your study, um, Chloe, on the League Aids um plan. Um, I suppose it doesn't really matter who we go to first. Liam, do you want us? Do you want to kick it off with some questions?
0: Yeah, I, I guess um, I kind of give a bit of a background for the listener. Um, yeah. First of all, so when, you know, Chloe came on as a nutrition coach, we sat down and kind of mapped out maybe something to, for her to focus on in terms of like, um, you know, so content for the blog or whatever, but she actually was like, I'm really in a phase now where I want to kind of like really push my train in. And so we spoke about um, female nutrition and how it's actually really um, well it's really underrepresented in the research, and there's not a lot of uh, insight in terms of muscle gain and performance from from a kind of female training and nutrition point of view. So we've decided to, you know, map out a bit of a case study, and, and Chloe's kind of, you know, really kind of got her teeth into it and run with it. And every every Sunday we've been releasing a, a blog article. She's been updating her progress, and we're putting it on there. But there's also been uh, each week a topic that we've covered and she's delved into the research and, and try to kind of slant it to obviously females and um, give a bit of an insight for for a lot of um, people that are training but it's it's been a really great um experience for for us to kind of like uh yeah, see see you go through this so for me i would be like look just give people like some of the real kind of take-homes in terms of like the positives like some of the challenges that you've uh that you covered covered, um, you know, from doing this over the last kind of eight weeks?
1: Um, so biggest challenge, I think, was actually like the mental side of it. Like, it's quite difficult to actually be intentionally eating more. And I think as women, we're always kind of, there's this like underlying thing that we shouldn't actually be eating enough to put on weight we should actually be trying to kind of constantly lose weight so it was it was really challenging to actually know that i was kind of forcing extra calories down myself to gain weight and stepping on the scales and thinking i want that number to go up instead of automatically wanting it to go down um in terms of like one of the best things that came out of it was just performance like i couldn't believe even just from the first week obviously it was a bit of a placebo effect as well but just the levels of performance in my training, just going up, like lifts getting heavier, like endurance, even things like gymnastics and stuff that you wouldn't necessarily weight gain. Just everything just felt good. And even when I didn't have that kind of mental, like, Oh, I don't want to train today. I would still perform at the level I should have been performing. So a couple of like, you know, good things there to come out of it.
0: Yeah. And actually, um, you lost weight. That's correct from the first couple of weeks, uh, even though you increased your calories by, um, you know, above maintenance. So we know you did a bit of a period of of figuring out your maintenance calories, actually, which is the, you know, the most recent blog uh, is up about that. But then they actually increased your calories and you lost weight, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I lost like maybe like two kilos in like a week or something crazy. Like obviously, um, you know, I've got to account for fluctuations and stuff, but it was, I think, just crazy. Like I actually stepped on the scales and the at the scales. I was like, no, like, because I don't want to gain, lose weight. I want to gain weight. Um, but then I also had a kind of like, you know, people like, did you put on weight yet? I was like, no. And I'm eating more like, you know. Um, so yeah, that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's it's something as well. One of our other coaches did a similar thing, and they lost weight. But we we you, what how you did it was you were eating a lot more of the correct things. This was a what well, like we you know we named it lean games. This is not a dirty bulk, was it? It wasn't like just consume as many calories as you can to try and stick on as much mass as possible. It was about fueling your training. And what you know, did you find that some of the members and some of the you know we had some incredible feedback from from the blogs, but. Did people you know come to you and say like oh I've been doing similar things or take getting kind of a, a insight from your blog and, and applying it for themselves
1: yeah definitely I actually had a couple of women come up to me and say that they they were like oh I ate before my workout and I was like yes you should be eating before mm-hmm. your workout and they their minds were like blown they were like oh well you said on your blog that you ate you know, before, during and after and it, you perform better. And then they were like, oh, I went and did lifting class. I ate before my lifting class and felt loads better. So I think a lot of people realised, they were like, oh, I do need to fuel for the work required. Like, I can't just rely on, energy. you have to get the energy from somewhere. So a lot of people were saying that and a lot of people actually were saying about how, they were like, oh, I thought I could just eat burgers and still perform. And it's like, well, no, you have to eat the right things. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. Lads, have you have you had, Tom? Have you trained any uh, females who have kind of you know similar kind of experience? Maybe not eating enough, and when they've you know been educated in terms of like fueling their workouts correctly, maybe seen a bit of a uh, you know a real positive effect.
2: Yeah, that that exactly that was happening is that they were kind of basically fasting or starving themselves before a session, and the sessions it was it was really hard to to get them to perform, and you could tell. It was just a drag. Um, so we try after, especially speaking with you about trying to um, add a bit of fuel pre-session. And as soon as we started doing that, you could just see the enjoyment. And then their performance levels yeah. went through them. Um, and nothing was happening. They weren't putting on a shitload of weight. Um, it just you have to try and change people's mindset because in their mind, if they're trying to lose weight, they can't, why am I eating before a session? They just, it just doesn't, it doesn't register. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I've seen some fantastic things, especially, especially from that side. Of things.
3: Chloe, what was the what was the most common questions that people have asked you throughout the study? Is it have you had recurring questions that have come up, or have they all been completely random?
1: Um, I've had quite a lot of different questions, but probably the one that I've had the most of was, um, "Aren't you sick of eating so much food?" <laughs> um, and I, unfortunately, no. Like I can't get sick of eating food. I love to eat, so it wasn't an issue for me. It was maybe an issue when the calories got like you know plus yeah. three thousand, mm. but. In the first couple of weeks i was like this is amazing i love it like you know so it's, it's
0: it's a hard thing though isn't it chloe to um maybe kind of give us a bit of an insight in terms of the, the the psychological aspect of mentally trying to eat that much like or trusting the process like we've calculated the calories and you know we put a plan in place but actually trusting what you know not necessarily what i said but like you know what we've we've kind of said uh set up it's quite hard, isn't it, to be like, is this the correct thing to do? Am I meant to be eating 3,000 calories, you know, mm-hmm. or certain times? Um, you know, although you didn't struggle to eat that much food, like, did you ever question yourself at times to be like, should I be doing this? Like, is this is this the right thing to be doing?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, especially because the food, like, obviously, did like, near the end, I did struggle to eat them more food. But because it was, you know, whole on processed food, it is hard to eat a lot of it as well. So I did find I was feeling heavy, like, yeah, I was super heavy, super bloated. Like, you know, it was a lot of protein. Like I was feeling so full all the time. And then I'd feel heavy and just not, you know, like lean and lithe and like skinny and lovely. Like I just felt bleh. and like. Muscular as well, because you know, you're putting on this food, you're training a lot. And I was, you know, my mus I people were saying I was looking more jacked around my shoulders and stuff. And you feel a bit muscular. And you know, when people go, women especially, they go, Oh, you don't want to get bulky. And it's like, I felt like I was getting bulky, but then I'd look in you know, videos and I was like, You're not bulky, chill out. Um, so yeah, definitely like in terms of feeling heavy and mentally like, Oh, I still have two more meals to eat, but I'm full. Flooded,
2: so. uh, just to give the listeners an idea how how often were you training a week what was your
1: breakdown so i train um or i did train about i'd have one full rest day and then the other days i would train once or twice a day so twice a day maybe four days a week and once the other time so
2: Awesome, there we go. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure people are wondering about that then. How, how often was she training? She's eating three million <laughs> calories, like, doing,
1: yeah. Okay, cool. Was that more,
3: yeah, is that more than usual, Chloe? Was that, that, that's just how you normally train and then you just added calories?
1: I do train close to that amount anyway, but I found that because I had more energy available, I did want to train more. Like, my body was like, let's go. I was wake up in the morning, like, let's go to the gym. I'd finish a training session and be like, let's do More so having that energy available I did train more than i would normally for sure cool.
2: that's basically answered one of my questions because i put how did you find the lean gains program affected your training so you felt fueled and you felt like you could train a lot more is that is that yeah, say? yeah.
1: definitely and it's the mental thing as well like i think it's you know as a big payoff as well when your body is in a surplus you do even mentally feel more ready to train and more ready yeah. to take on Things because you know it's so different to just being when you're in a deficit and your body's like oh I don't want to do anything I just want to chill out. But when you have that energy available, you want to use it. So yeah, for sure. Like I was like let's do everything, let's do all the training. So
0: yeah, we, we talk a lot about um, are you thriving or surviving? Like you know in, in people paying a lot of money to train in you know in crossfit gyms and boutiques and. You know, actually, are you turning up to sessions or dreading turning up to sessions even um, and just getting through like you're surviving through these? Now, obviously, you know, the the listeners aren't maybe, you know, not going to be training eight, nine times a week. They might be training one hour a day. Um, So obviously, this is all needs to be scaled down. But the principles still apply, like eating to perform, making sure that you're going to sessions, feeling good and actually like you said I was enjoying it like the enjoyment factor come back and that's a, that's a huge thing I think there are a lot of females and, and males as well but sometimes we can see you know maybe training is a bit of a stress and you know actually it's something you know we should enjoy eating a little bit more like you say the more you eat the more you want to move so you know I think that's a really powerful thing for me that a lot of people can be taken home for this uh, to be maybe like you say just just if you are surviving through sessions is just to look at it and maybe just even chuck a tiny bit in pre-workout and see the difference that 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 makes so i definitely think that you know that's been a massive eye-opener hopefully for a lot of people that have been following you
1: Mm. yeah definitely i think as well like um in terms of um fueling for the work required i think people don't realize that they actually you know if they're training they do need to fuel for that training it's not just you know you fuel for your day And you eat, you know, the calories you should just to do all your things you are doing throughout the day anyway. But then training is an extra thing on top. Like you need to have the energy available to perform, you know, the work required. So I think, you know, people think that like they're exercising to be in like a deficit or exercising to lose weight or burn energy. But it's like, well, no, you want to like perform. So you're going to actually have to fuel that separately as well. Mm.
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Can I go?
1: Tom, <laughs> um, you can
3: go now. Yeah. Uh,
2: thank, thanks, Dad. Um, so.
3: <laughs> I am older than I am older than you, despite looking about fifteen.
2: <laughs> despite me looking me really looking like we're fifty. Um, <laughs> I've got so, a
3: few years on you, bro. You you're the worst of me.
2: You what are you still, still 28, 29? eight, twenty nine? I'm thirty five. I'm thirty in January. For everyone listening, <laughs> January twelfth. Um, I like. Um okay, send it. No, um so um, (laughs) like dressing up. (laughs) I do like dressing up. No, I don't want any more fancy dress anyway. Fancy dress pie. um, (laughs) Right, Chloe. So let's talk um the Lingain's diet with the uh menstrual cycle. You know, how did you find it on the Lingain's diet? How did you feel versus when you're off it? Like was there a big drop? We could talk about this for a very long time. I think this is a whole subject in itself. But just compare when you were not on the diet versus when you were, that makes sense. Like, was that okay?
1: Yeah, so in terms of, like, in the menstrual cycle, in the times that, you know, you, you do have that time where you actually feel like you have more energy, due to like, you know, the hormones at that time, and then you have that time where you feel lower and you might need, like, a deload or something. I did definitely notice um, in that second phase where I felt a bit lower, like, but then I still performed even though I kind of went into the gym feeling a bit like tired I would still perform at the right level so mentally maybe I felt a little bit lower but then because I had enough fuel I could still perform well I did end up taking like a deload week at some points as well just because it works out so good to do that mentally as well at that time Mm -hmm. Um, and also of course I did find with the extra food because I was eating more, you get that point in your menstrual cycle where you do want to eat more due to the hormones. And I ended up overeating even more than I normally would. So that's the only thing, like I definitely overate in that point. Um, and then that did obviously combine when I wasn't training as much. So, you know, I found that that's where I gained a little bit of extra weight too. So, yeah.
0: That's really interesting. Um, Liam, back to you. Yeah, i was just gonna say we are going to talk about eating and training around the menstrual cycle in future podcasts for sure. Um, but it, it's very interesting that you said about um, that you felt a little bit bloated that you felt, you know, at times where it was a little bit too much food. Now, when you you know, for females, when they go through the menstrual cycle, let's like say the, the luteal phase that will maybe when you can really push it and actually you want to eat that much food. And um, you know, that's when you should be like really fueling performance and and really kind of pushing yourself and then, you know, adjusting for, for the, um, you know, for the second part of the month. But like you said, that you can offset this by, by manipulating nutrition. Um, for me, do people, do females need to be focusing on doing this? Like, do you think that actually they can um get benefits of eating you know or being aware of when they feel kind of low and when they feel kind of like energized and maybe kind of manipulate nutrition around that
1: yeah definitely i think in that phase in that first phase where your estrogen levels are higher and you've got that energy and you you feel great that's the time to like smash the training out of the park and like work really hard but then obviously you know in that second phase when you maybe are feeling a little bit uh, lower that's the time to take it easy take a deload i think it's a good you know a good way to actually implement those kind of like cycles in your training because obviously you can't be all in all the time you do need to have that downtime, so it's a really good time to give your body a bit of love and recover in that time as well
0: yeah definitely i'm glad you said like you can't be all in all the time like um i've just done a a video on about that like why you should be like a premier league footballer like there's structured times of the year where you need to take a little bit of a delo so for for listeners of females especially like why don't you like say push hard for two or three weeks a month and maybe take it off a little bit uh you know uh, you know at other times and work on stuff that's a little bit lower intensity a little bit more skill based and like I say you have that kind of undulation and that's going to really help you to kind of progress and i think we can all be guilty of just going all in all the time um so, yeah, that's a, that was a big thing. So, look, for me, you obviously can't keep continually keep eating more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> um, so what's the setup at the moment? Like, what, how, what have you done? How have you changed things recently? Uh, you know, and what's the next steps?
1: Um, so obviously at the moment with everything, you know, the gym's closed and everything, I'm moving a lot less and I'm not on my feet coaching all day. So I'm definitely burning a lot less energy. I have no idea how two weeks ago I was eating 3000 calories a day because now the thought of that I'm like, oh, I can't because obviously my energy expenditure is a lot lower. So I have decreased my calories to what I think is my maintenance and I'm going to just keep track of that for a couple of weeks and see if I need to up or down just to stay at the weight I'm at. because I obviously don't want to lose the gains. Yeah. Um even though you're kind of first, you know, as a woman and like your first thought is to be like, "Oh my god, I've put on weight. I need to lose it." Like, no, that's not how it is. You need to maintain it and I'll, you know, you've worked hard to get it. So
2: Just for the listeners as well because I know like we we all have an, uh, an idea about this, but how are you tracking uh, your calories and what you your, and your macros? How are you doing that?
1: Um so I track all my food on my fitness pal and then I adjust based on my weight as well. So I obviously weigh myself and then I tend to take like an average weight throughout the week. So I weigh myself three times a week and then see if my weight's going up or down and then track my calories and see how many I'm eating. And if that's, you know, if I'm gaining weight, I need to drop a little bit or if I'm losing weight, I might need to look at adding in some more uh, calories. And then I tend to like, if I'm training, I tend to always just have a written rule of just, I'm going to have this many carbs around my training. And if I train again, then I'll have the carbs again. So, it can be that simple. I think people don't realize that, you know, you need to listen to your body. And if you feel like you need to eat more, then you probably do. Or you need to eat less, then you probably do. So,
2: Yeah, that's. A, I'm, glad, I'm so glad you said that my, my fitness pal then. One of the hardest things for me to do, get, uh, to get my clients to do, is to get them to track. They just, they find it a noise and a drag. And it, it's like pulling teeth. Um, be honest, do, do you find that process of just, because I, I personally think think it's quite, easy now you just literally scan a barcode with, with a lot of things do you do you find yes or and, and like are you doing it at night time how do you go about that and, and how long does it take you i just want people to understand it's not that bad
1: yeah so i remember when i first started tracking my food on there i had no idea what was going on and i just it was a nightmare like i was like how do people do this and then it does you know because you can do it as intense or not as you want it you could just scan a barcode on something and be like that would be about right or you can be super, you know, you can weigh it out and everything on your scales. But I find it now, I just do it as I go. And then you can't go wrong. Just every time you eat, put it in. Because I talk to clients and I ask them what they've eaten. And they put it in my fitness pal, but they've not done it till the end of the day. And they're like, oh, I only ate this many calories. I'm like, I don't think you did. I think you might have eaten a little bit more. So do it as you go. Um, and like, I think as well, don't be too strict with it is another thing as well. Because you just start going a bit crazy
3: if you're too intense on it. Does does your whoop not count exactly what you eat, Tom? Mate, my whoop thinks there's something wrong with me. I'm telling you.
2: (laughs) 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 It's like, I just, I'm always moving. Right. And it's just like your day strain's like 20 all the time, but it's, I'm on my feet from minute one to minute finish. So yeah.
1: How do you get my day strain is always like so low? I don't understand how. And my calories, it's like, oh, you have burnt sixteen hundred calories today. I'm like, that's a lie. Like, how do you get so many calories burnt on there? Uh, have you
0: have you seen him at six a.m. on the coffee mornings? He's bouncing around his flat at six a.m. No wonder we day strain <laughs> high start at a hundred mile an hour. Okay,
1: that's what I need to start
0: vigorous dance routine at six a.m. Um. <laughs>
2: The day pretty much follows suit until about 9 pm. <laughs> he
3: actually has about 6,000 milligrams of caffeine a day as well, which keeps his heart rate <laughs>
2: yeah. <at> on point. <laughs> Honestly, heart rate.
3: Is that caffeine? And it's a perfect plug
2: for Knockoff. Thank you, Knocko, for uh, being uh, taking me on board. As an Are you app. drinking caffeine
3: now and this time of the day?
2: Just here. I like it's so just it. just I like product
3: placement, bud.
2: And I do not drink caffeine after 4 pm. Shit okay. less less for some kind of competition
3: never ever 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 so so clary do you do you use a fitness tracker then do you use whoop
1: yeah i've just started using whoop i used to have an apple watch but i found that apple watch like grossly overestimates everything i was telling Mm. me i was burning a crazy amount of calories um but then whoop i've only just started using it but i think i love it for the sleep i love seeing sleep 100 i'm like yes like (laughs) i geek out about the sleep
3: yeah Definitely. We've got
0: another whoop geek on me and Liam are still to be convinced, but um, mate, I ain't putting whoop on now. I'd be like, hey, dude, you're on death door, you've had two hours sleep last <laughs> night. Don't train, don't do anything, go back to bed. i will be like, I can't, yeah, don't
2: hold up on the, on the whoop for a while, yeah. yeah I give it six
3: months,
0: <laughs> baby whoop, yeah. Oh,
2: that's awesome. So, uh, Chloe, post lockdown. What's what's the uh, what happens next for you in terms of what what kind of plan are you going to go on to and how's your training going to look? Are you going to start to step it up again or?
1: Yeah, definitely because we've got you know obviously the Open is coming up in February and because there haven't been many opportunities this year to you know compete, so it'll be really nice to have something to aim for. So I'm going to start aiming for that as soon as I can. Um, but yeah, just keep just try and maintain as well as I can. Now I've kind of put on the weight, I want to keep it and make the most of it. And, Keep
2: getting stronger. Amazing. Um, Liam, Adam, have you got any other questions you'd like to
3: add? I've got a final question. Um, it's not approved, but it's, don't worry, lads, it's not that bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh so, no. I'm off. I'm I'm <laughs> He's gone. Um, all the other listeners are going to hang up now. The, the question was say you've got um, a girl coming to you now and says, I want to do what you've done what would your top sort of three, two or three tips be to, to successfully complete the six to eight weeks now now knowing what you know?
1: Um, I would say like sort out your mental game first, like don't be too hard on yourself about anything because it's, you know, it's so easy to kind of be scared to put on weight and then just have the goal in mind of what your body can do and not what your body looks like. So just so important to think, you know, I can lift this weight that I couldn't lift before. So have that in your mind. Um, Make sure you've got a really good setup in terms of the food you can have available to you. So don't have things that you're easily going to overeat to the point, you know, that are unhealthy. Like you don't want to be overdoing it on burgers and milkshakes and stuff from five five guys. You want to have a good base of really good foods whole unprocessed foods that are going to make you feel good because you could put on the weight with the shitty food but then it's not gonna make you feel any good in the gym is it Mm. so um, and then just take it slow like take it really slow don't expect to see results straight away and just kind of trust in the process uh, and just have that thought in the back of your mind that it's like kilos going on for a purpose like you know your kilos are going on you can lift more weight and work harder um, so I think having that in mind all the time is a really big thing to have as well.
3: So you say you're heavier now, weight wise, is that, is that an increase in both muscle and fat?
1: Yeah. So I actually increased, um, I've ended up kind of using different scales, but the average kind of thing I got is like nearly a whole kilo of muscle and then a little bit of body fat alongside that. My body fat percentage is actually back to where it was when I started, but then my weight is heavier. So I've put on a little bit of both. Um, but like in terms of, um, I feel, I can definitely feel both things on there. So like, you know, it's worked up pretty well.
0: Yeah. And um, um, for, for female listeners, like say one kilo, you know, we, we, we think that sometimes I've, I've had these conversations with females to think that, oh, they're going to eat maybe even a little bit more, maybe 250 calories or 200 calories in a surplus to help fuel their training. When all of a sudden they're gonna get bulky and stick on four or five kilos. Whereas actually you've been super dedicated for two months with a high level of training structured and it's been one kilo. You know, that's that in the grand scheme of things, that's an mm. incredible like for people, that is an incredible gain of one kilo of, of you know of pure muscle is, is a fantastic result. But for for a lot of you know females to stick on one kilo of weight of, of usable weight it really isn't that much and that that kind of like psychological you know, aspect of I'm going to get bulky I will put on four five kilos you know if it's structured in the correct way and, and like you say like you've done it um you you don't see this you don't see this like dirty bulk like you say it's from the right types of foods at the right times for the right work that you, you know that you're doing and that's what people can you know really focus on so yeah it's great it's great to see that you're now in this, in you know, stronger, leaner, faster, quicker, more powerful, ready yeah. for the open. Ooh, ph coaches are going to take over in the open, by the way. Tom McClaw's fit. Bex is absolutely flying. And then I'm just not going to enter. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Bring the average down.
1: <laughs> Ian, if you come train with me again, then you'll be fine.
0: Oh, man. Boris ain't helping me out, is he? I was back in the game. I was back snatching 75 kilos with Chloe the other day. And then he's like, nope, fuck down. Nope.
2: Oh, hey let's um let's finish on one like light, light heart question then uh chloe um what if uh the open first event what would you like it to be
1: oh my god like um some gymnastics maybe like 30 bar must-ups for time straight into like the heaviest snatch you could do i know that would never come up jesus but that would be like heavy lift Love that? Day? <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus what is wrong with
2: you
3: you wouldn't have said that six weeks ago
2: <laughs> no yeah exactly yeah <laughs> to be honest though if you got that on lock, you'd probably win because I don't think many people have got any way to be doing snatches and bar muscle ups at the moment so if that <laughs> comes in you, you are made
1: <laughs> yeah mm. T what
2: would you want huh what do you want would you want calories calories more in the row and roll ups? 5k run sub 18 and then deadlift one rep max boff <laughs> Two twenty, boom. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Adam? Yeah. Surfing for
3: time? What would you do? Was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the longest wave?
0: <laughs> the longest wave, yeah.
3: Well, my my uh wave. from the skateboarding days, my right leg is super strong <laughs> at the moment compared to my left leg. So I'm gonna say right legged pistol squats for time, a hundred. No left leg, just the right leg. Um, from my skateboarding good. days, like he was a pro back in the day. <laughs>
2: That sounds like a. Chloe, don't
3: listen to these two. I was, I was at least semi-professional,
2: skateboarder. <laughs> oh, right, guys, let's 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 wrap it up before we go off on another tangent. There, um, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to Chloe, guys. Uh, I thought that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, brilliant. You the advice you've given there, oh, I think, is going to really, really, really help people. So uh, let's just have a round of applause. I don't even know how a round of applause works on the podcast. let's zoom, it, zoom <laughs> it. Yeah, let's zoom. Yeah. Um guys, uh email in because our next pod is going to be some quick fire questions uh with myself, Liam and Adam. So that's info at worldclassbasics.com. Any questions you would like us to uh, answer, Anything. we'll do it, So just get those in and uh, and we'll take care of that. Um but that's all we got for you today. Um, we're gonna get more guests on and we can't wait for some some face-to-face visits. Um we're just waiting for Boris to, to sanction that. Um But until then, guys, train well, stay well, and we'll speak and see you soon. See you later.